This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's it's good to be together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for summer rains. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, it reminds us of the mercies of God. It reminds us of uh, God's intervening, His ability to intervene in, um, in whatever situation we face. Yes. You know, I hope that you convert these things to prayer. Yeah, I hope you convert it to prayer. These are ways in which that you, 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 um, you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you're able to pray without ceasing. So when you look at the clouds, when you, you see God's creation and it's the seasons of its, um, you know, the way it manifests, the things that, uh, that show us God's power, God's character, I hope you transform that to prayer. Amen. Thanksgiving should arise. Let the breeze cause you. The breeze and Thanksgiving should be. Um, how can I? How do I say it? Should be like synonymous. It's like uh, if you feel a cool breeze, you are quick to praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay alive to what the Spirit is teaching you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Stay alive to what the Spirit of God is. God is always speaking. Hallelujah. God is always speaking. Uh, if there is one person that um, there is no uh, lack in, uh, in being able to speak to, converse with, uh, that is our Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Every raindrop is saying something. Uh, someone underlined, uh, shared this scripture, uh, someone from this church uh, had uh, shared the scripture about the Lord's thoughts concerning us. It would Outnumber the, yeah, what would it outnumber? That's right. It would outnumber the sand. It would, uh, that is the thoughts God has concerning us. This evening, process that. It's the thoughts that God has concerning us outnumber the grains of sand. Uh, Praise God. You are thought of. Someone's thinking about you all the time. He's intimately acquainted with us. So convert, I hope that you've been, uh, this week has been a week of prayer for you. uh, That you have been speaking with God and you've been hearing from God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5. I will read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 1. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Let's do that again. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart, 
Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this week I came across um, uh, something that was shared and... uh, It's the exact antithesis of, the exact opposite of what Christ intends for the church. And uh, it was shared by a person who, if my, if the person is still in the, I don't know if the person is still in the same condition, but it um, was a person that was leading worship, was part of a band, uh, and up front among, uh, in uh, youth circles, uh, and uh, I think the person is involved now, uh, I I guess, part-time, I'm not sure, or full-time, I'm not sure. But uh, he is involved in uh, trading in stocks and stuff like that. And uh, this person shared this uh, quote. I'd like to share it as well, just to, uh, you know, let's not go down that route. So the quote the person has put up is never mix financial, ethical, and spiritual together. Ah, Yeah, that's the same effect that that I had when I read it. I was shaking my head because what? Never mix financial, ethical, and spiritual together. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know, any reading of the Sermon on the Mount or Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, wow. Another person that I, that I knew years ago uh, shared a quote that, um, I'm going to read it for you. Let it be something that stirs you up. It stirs you, uh, yeah. And those of you that are watching us as well. So this person uh, shared this. He said, in life, people are more what they hide than what they show. In life, people are more what they hide than what they show. I'm just letting the quote hang there. Yeah, because of all that God is doing here with us, it's important for us uh, to allow the Spirit to do, to search our depths. Hmm? And this evening, let's just take a, just a few moments. If this is a problem, if this is a problem with you, then I want you to know the Spirit of God wants to enter your secret room. The Spirit of God wants to enter your your private space. And uh, He wants you to make, He wants to make you a consistent, coercive, yes, person. 
He wants to fuse your personality. He wants to give you stability. Uh, he doesn't want you to be somebody else at home or in your room and somebody else before people or in the church or in front of spiritual authorities. Because <clears throat> that's how Jesus started the Sermon on the Mount. The work of the gospel starts like this. If you read the Beatitudes, if you've read it along with us this evening, you realize he is going straight to our hearts. He's going straight to the inner person. I mean, he starts his ministry by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who will acknowledge their need to change. That's how he starts. So let this be a reminder for us. This is the reason we, we must constantly go to the Word of God. Check ourselves, examine ourselves, be truthful in approaching the Word of God to call your situation the way it is. You know, there are times in my life I've read passages like, like a dog, don't be like a dog that goes back to the vomit and I have to say, Lord, forgive me. Allow those scriptures to infuse your prayer life. See, your prayer life should be uh, uh, the cutting edge. You understand? You're, when you think of your prayer life, it should be the cutting edge. It should be the place where you are, you are, um, uh, you are most, um, you are crystal clear for God to, to access. You are crystal clear in your communication with God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. speak to the Lord as it is if you want to move forward speak to the Lord as and where you are tell the Lord this is where I am and be be attentive enough to the spirit of God realize that the Lord has growth in store for you amen the Lord Jesus has growth that's his desire for you to grow amen praise the Lord and Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, sat down, his disciples came, he opened his mouth and said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And the list goes on. And we are uh, at uh, verse 9, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called. They shall be called. Amen. So this evening, the Lord uh, just reiterates. Hmm? One of the reasons we gather for fellowship, we come for Bible studies, is for us to have a reality check. The reason and, and what we pray towards when we come for these gatherings together is to be corrected and shaped by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. That you will hear something that should, uh, it, it many a time should shock you to, to realize where you're at. And uh, yeah, move to where the Spirit wants you to move. Amen. Move to where, let that be your Christian life. You're constantly being moved to where you're supposed to be. The Lord is constantly aligning you. You're a person that's, uh, uh, every time you, you spend, any time you look to the Lord, you are ready to be... Um, to be uh, shaken up and, and to be moved by the Holy Spirit. Yes, praise God. 
Yes, amen, amen, amen. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, they shall be called sons. They shall be called sons of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so we've uh, considered Shalom, we've considered Irene, we've considered um, that what the scripture is talking about here is God's peace. Everybody say God's peace. Say it loudly, God's peace. Say God's definition of peace. I want to hear it again. God's definition of peace. Yeah, this, uh, this is not some mushy, uh, humanistic peace. Uh, this is the kind of peace God of the Bible establishes. This is not some mushy, humanistic peace. This is the peace that the God of the Bible establishes. You understand that? Say amen. I will repeat what, um, right from the beginning of looking at this verse, um, the Holy Spirit wants you to move to a place of being a peacemaker. Yes, it's like uh, you're expected to graduate. Praise the Lord. You're expected to graduate. You're on the field. You are employed. You're not... Um, See, this is the thing. If you spend, listen very carefully. The more time you spend with Jesus genuinely, the more that, that peace invades every part of your life. Let that sink in. The more time you spend with Jesus, genuinely spend time with Jesus, the more of the peace of God shows up in your life. It's like... Um, um, one of the things that happen with every prophet that has a vision of God is uh, he comes out of that vision with a peace that passes understanding. He comes out with a heavenly peace. He comes out with something that the earth has not given, but heaven has given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's where the Lord wants you to be, in that peace. And um, it is a culture of peace. Church, yes, flow with me. It is a culture of peace. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> That's why the second part of that beatitude says, Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called. Everybody say, they shall be they shall be called. This does not, the, the, I mean, it's incredible, the wisdom of God in, in this passage, in this verse. People will call you. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who are engaged daily consistently, persistently to stay in the peace of God, such will be called by others. It doesn't mean God is going to call them sons of God. They shall be called. They will be known as sons of God. 
hmm? they will be addressed as sons of God. I mean, this is a promise. This is a promise. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those that seek shalom, those that seek Irene, those that desire the peace of God over every relationship, every situation, those that want to walk in the peace of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called. See, history, so when Jesus said this, dear church, when Jesus said this, history itself has to align. History itself has to align with what God said. Okay. I believe you're processing that. History itself, even the secular world, whether it happens in your lifetime or later or at that very point or a little later, they will confess truly. If this reminds you of something, yes, truly he was the son of God. All of you are there. At the foot of the cross. The very people that divided his garments. Those that drove the nails. They were never the same. Not a single one. They were never the same. Uh, the scripture highlights the centurion's uh, reaction. But I'm telling you, not a single one of them ever, ever the same. See, history itself will align. Let me, there's great power in the peace of God. Church, there is great power in the peace of God. In you walking in line with God's will. In you walking in line with God's holiness. All of that is connected to the peace of God. Yes, we've done that study, so I'm not going back there. But if you choose to stay in that place, people will confess. People will confess. Surely. Surely, sons of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> they shall be called. It means God is saying, it is irrepressible. It is prophetic. When you choose to walk in the peace of God, it has prophetic uh, repercussions. When you allow your heart to stay in a place. See, when a believer says, Lord, I want your will. For example, when, when, a, when a believer says, when a child of God says, Lord, I want your will. I do not want to do a single thing apart from you. When a child of God makes a stand, that they may remain in the peace of the Lord, in the shalom of God, in being a God pleaser rather than a man pleaser. The stones will confess. The stones will confess. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Irrepressible. It's prophetic. Jesus is saying, if you choose to be a peacemaker. Now, I have seen this um, come to pass literally in my life in, in certain situations, explosive situations. explosive situations in my community where I'm staying. You know, if you want further details, we can speak about it at some, at some point, if you personally ask me about it. But 
having chosen to stay in the peace of God, 10 to 15 years later, there is, I walk into those areas or those places, people have heard about the situation. Unbelievers have heard about the situation. And there is a respect I cannot explain. There is a favor I cannot explain. There is an acknowledgement that this person chose to behave like the word of God says one should behave. Strangers have had reactions to me that I cannot explain. How did that happen? Because I chose to stay in the peace of God. I chose the peace of God above the wealth of this world. I chose the peace of God above um, uh, strife and violence. You know, I, I have a wonderful quote that I, I just mentioned it. Um, for those, uh, you know, in families and... and uh, uh, if you want your children to glorify God, have fulfilling and enduring marriages. I'll repeat this. If you want your children to glorify God, have fulfilling and enduring marriages, be fruitful in their careers, and contribute to their churches, and contribute to their churches in the building of God's kingdom, teach them by example to be peacemakers. it sink in teach them by example by your example to be peacemakers there's great power in the peace of God let me tell you there's great power in the peace of God that let you know cover that situation I don't know what situation you're facing but this evening the Holy Spirit says choose the peace of God choose to sit with God converse with God and um, Come to a place where you are in agreement with him. Let me repeat. Whatever that situation you're facing, the peace of God will have an enduring result. A result that no human being can give you. It's a divine result. That's why this scripture says, blessed are the peacemakers, they shall be. That is the voice of heaven. No king can refuse it. It is the voice of heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You're in the right place, choosing to be covered, to be in a place where you, you're just seeking God's, your relationship with God to be in the right place. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, this week we were speaking, I was speaking with someone. <clears throat> scriptures is full of, uh, uh, Scripture is full of, Clear, clear uh, <clears throat> instruction to keep us in this place. Whew. To keep us in this place. We were speaking about, uh, I was speaking with somebody. You heard about this even, uh, I don't know if it was this Sunday or the previous Sunday. Um, you know, husband-wife relationships. Man, the scripture tells us that, that, that there's, if there's an issue between a husband and wife, then your prayers are not being, it, it's just rebounding. It's not, it's not reaching. Yeah, praise God. Praise the Lord. Do you need a greater, um, what is the word, uh, encouragement or uh, stimulus uh, to make sure your relationship with your spouse is spot on? 
is, is in the peace of God. There's great reward. Church, there's great reward. <clears throat> there's great reward in being, in choosing to stay in that place. It says, they shall be irrepressible, prophetic. It is an eventuality. Praise the Lord. It is an eventuality. You can look forward to it. It's going to happen. Praise God. You, you sit there. You um, are active in your relationship with God. You're staying in that place. You can look like the prophet looked for the cloud. It's coming. It's coming. In a dry and weary land, in a thirsty land, it's coming. Praise the Lord. Like it came today. Yes, the rain's coming. Praise the Lord. Stay there. Just stay there. Yeah. Be a person that's seeing with your, the eyes of your heart are enlightened. That I'm in the right place. My relationship with God is my number one priority. Praise God. His word is my number one priority. Being in sync with His Holy Spirit is my number one priority. Clouds will come. The food will come. Praise the Lord. The provision will come. The miracle will come. The favor will come. Because God said, they shall be called. God is pronouncing it. Glory. God is pronouncing it. It, is, it cannot be stopped. You know, if you chose to be, obey God about something, if you need to hear this this evening, Yes, the Spirit of God is speaking to you. If you chose to obey God concerning something, and you said, yes, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. You said, Lord, not, you know, human reasoning. I am I'm clinging to you. I heard from you, and I chose to obey you. It's coming. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Those that honor Him, He will honor. Praise God. He will honor. They shall be called. Praise God. They shall be called. Who's going to do the calling? Who's going to call it out? Who's, who's, going to, who's doing the calling? People around you. Now what is that? Yeah, the world is going to testify. They have to put in that... Um, uh, they'll have to put it in. It, it cannot be stopped. Hallelujah. Praise God. So for if them, if, if, it is, if it is that they have to do it, that means, it means the kingdom of darkness is suffering. Yeah. The kingdom of darkness has to release. For a moment has to release. Or for those few moments has to release. For those people to say it. Surely. Surely, glory to God, surely, it's the great power of the blood of Jesus. And what brings this peace of God for us? The blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. That's what brings this peace of God for us. A price has been paid for my peace. Jesus gave me that peace. And at, the, at that, that place, people that um, opposed you will confess, sons of God, sons of God. 
evil. Hallelujah. It destroys the kingdom of darkness. The peace of God destroys the kingdom of darkness. Someone say amen. amen. It reveals the kingdom of God. See, they, have, they suddenly see the kingdom of God. For a moment, they catch a glimpse of the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Is that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord. I know I have seen those expressions on the road, for example. I can use a simple example. On the road, I've seen by my behavior on the road where God gave me an opportunity or God gives all of us an opportunity to choose the peace of God in that situation. I have seen reactions from people. Pastor Anu. And uh, it's, uh, you can see the effect. It's a tremendous effect. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, capture the power in this. Uh, by the time we've finished with this, this scripture should be something that you claim and confess and you, you, yeah, you know, you just imbibe it. Who said that? Yeah, you, you imbibe it, you, you celebrate it. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called. But he said, they shall be called. Say it like I'm saying it. They shall be called. You know, that voice went out into the universe. It went down around the earth. It is still reverberating. The principalities have to obey. Because Jesus said it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Similar to when Jesus said, they shall see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's a guarantee. Praise the Lord. These are guarantees. The kingdom of darkness is powerless against it. If you start to operate in the peace of God, the kingdom of, God, the kingdom of darkness cannot lay hands on you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The peace of God and a culture of peace. I want, I want to emphasize this, a culture of the peace of God. The church is to be filled. The church is to be a place where there is a culture of peace. Where, what peace? The peace of God. <clears throat> and I want to turn to... Uh, Three incredible characters in the Old Testament. I had recently, some few months back, went back to the scripture and uh, uh, had an amazing time looking through the scripture. Uh, say culture of peace. Church, say culture of peace. Yeah, let this be something that you carry with you. Uh, it be something that you communicate. Uh, if God gives you an opportunity in leadership in church, uh, communicate the fact that we must, the church, mu people must notice a culture that is different. A culture that is different. A culture rooted and grounded in the peace of God. Hallelujah. These three characters, we love these three characters. I'm giving a little bit away by saying three characters, but then there are many three characters. It's a number God loves. 
Yes. <clears throat> but they're like an excellent uh, uh, example of a culture of the peace of God. And how when it comes in um, contact, how when it comes in contact with, with the world and the culture of the world, uh, there's this uh, explosion, there's a revelation, a revelation, there is a revelation of God's, of God's uh, peace and glory that uh, people around them are, are amazed. Thank you, Jesus. This is why, young people, listen to me. This is why you need to have a culture very different from the world. You need to have the culture of the peace of God. Um, and let me read a scripture for you to, to tell you what this culture is. Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. Obviously, if you've memorized that scripture, it's come to you. Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. It says, finally, brethren. But the amazing thing is, did you know the connection between this and peace? Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is... So this is our culture, by the way. Praise the Lord. Yes, we've left Malayali culture. Yes, and uh, only things that come through into the church from Malayali culture is that which passes, passes this filter. Somebody say amen. It says, finally, brother, whatever is true, whatever is, whatever is right, whatever is, whatever is glory, whatever is of, if there is any, or if anything worthy of, this is my culture. Amen. This is my culture. Nothing gets through that is, which is opposite of this. My culture is not a culture of lies. My culture is not a culture of dishonor. My culture is not a culture of falsehood. My culture is not a culture of impurity. I do not celebrate impurity. I rebuke impurity. Yes. My culture is um, lovely in the eyes of God. Say lovely. It's lovely in the eyes of God. That is my consuming passion. If I'm to play a note on the bass, or I should say a note on the electric guitar, it should be that which is lovely in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. Do you get it? It's a culture. A culture of peace. This is the culture of peace. It says, uh, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. Praise the Lord. What should people see in you? What should people see in you? There's so much confusion nowadays. Um, there's so much debate. Uh, in the scripture, there's no debate. There is something that is absolutely true, objectively true, and I can go through the whole list. That's my culture. That's what people should see. So let me ask you a question. Will all of us be a photocopy of this culture? 
You know, today we're getting confused about uniqueness and we get a little confused about all that. Hmm? We may be unique in our tastes concerning certain food. It's allowed. We may have uh, unique tastes of clothing. Is allowed. You understand? But there is no there is no debating truth, honor, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is good repute, excellence, worthy of praise. There's no there's no debate. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I cannot be listening. I cannot be, um, I cannot be, how can I, I cannot be ex, um, advertising that which is unholy. I cannot be advertising. I cannot be liking, you know, liking, endorsing, yes, that which is a lie. There's a culture. Praise the Lord. A culture. And a culture that leads to peace. And the God of peace will be with you. That's what the scripture says. The God of peace. Practice this. And the God of peace. Oh my. So there's a peace in listening and meditating on the right music? Oh, there is. Is there a peace and... Um, uh, yeah. In watching what is right and lovely and oh yes there is you know i will leave you to make the uh, make the applications don't watch uh, it was recently my wife was praying for my children or she, yeah i think it was in, when we were praying she was praying for the children and saying you know be careful little lies what you see be careful uh, you know, feet where you walk, hands what you do. Hmm? When you get your, finally, when you're 20 years old, when you get your smartphone, huh? You know, be careful where you go, what you do with it. Because if you meditate, if you open up, if you meditate on what is dishonorable, what is wrong, what is not pure, the God of peace, we've got a problem. There will be a lack of peace. So there's a culture of peace in the church, and I, I want to encourage the ministers God in this church to to um, celebrate it, encourage it, you know, go full throttle towards it. For we are called to have a culture of peace in the church. The peace of God. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. And things will happen. The, the Bible guarantees if we make such choices, if we choose to, to uh, make room and space for the Holy Spirit and uh, that which is pleasing in God's eyes, then they shall be called. They shall be called. Say it, they shall be called. 
And uh, if you are to look at Romans chapter 16, you know this verse, 16 verses 19 and 20, these verses. For the report of your... Huh? You know, I could have just read verse uh, 20, but you've got to realize verse 19 has to happen. You know, many of us love to quote verse 20. We don't realize there's a verse 19. There is a verse 19. There are, you have to do certain steps of obedience. You have to do certain steps of obedience for what happens, what it says in verse 20 to happen. All of you are looking at verse 19 alone? Okay. All of you know what verse 20 says. I'm speaking like that you are aware what verse 20 says. Just put verse 20 up there. Oh, you read that? The God of peace will soon... Underneath, and it's amazing that song. That's a powerful, don't you know? You better be doing that song for the rest of your life. Yes. The way those two scriptures are connected in that, that is so powerful. It's so powerful. It just came to me now. I, I didn't even think about that preparing for this. It's just, just it's incredible. And uh, we love to sing it. We love the grace. We love the God of peace crushing Satan underneath us. Uh, Oh, yes, but there is a verse 19. Tell me, speak to me and say, there is a verse 19. Tell me there's a verse 19. Yeah, there's a verse 19 as well. It says, the report of your obedience has culture of peace, the peace of God. We have heard report about you deciding and choosing the peace of God above everything else. For the report of your obedience has reached us. Therefore I am rejoicing over you. For I want you to know. Be wise in what is good and innocent in what is. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Be wise in what is good and innocent in what is. This evening I believe the Lord is going to do some detox. He's going to remove some toxins in your brain. Yes. Some of the things that, that have uh, found its way into your head, images, uh, I do not know, thought patterns, uh, things that, are, that need to be removed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and it's going to be replaced with the peace of God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. And the God of peace will crush Satan. See, it's a guarantee. These are guarantee scriptures. Guarantee. God of peace will soon crush Satan under your they shall be called sons of God. Demons will cry out sons of God. It has to happen because Jesus said it. God has pronounced it. Choose the peace of God. Amen. Let's read this, um, you know, with the time that we have ahead of us. Let's read uh, Daniel chapter 3. And I'm going to pray that the Lord ministers to you as we read this chapter. Praise the Lord. And I believe that God is going to give some of you wisdom. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you this evening. It's a bit of a long reading. 
but i believe just in the reading itself the lord is going to speak to some of you god is going to speak to some of you who are watching us online it's going to speak to you and tell you very clearly what you must do or what kind of person you must be let's read this uh, daniel chapter 3 i read from verse 1 and the three characters we're talking about is shadrach meshach and abednego yes nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold the height of which was 60 cubits its width 6 cubits he set it up on the plain of dura in the province of babylon then nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the satraps the prefects the governors the counselors the treasurers the judges the magistrates and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that nebuchadnezzar the king had set up <clears throat> then the satraps the prefects the governors the counselors the treasurers the judges the magistrates and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that nebuchadnezzar the king had set up they stood before the image that nebuchadnezzar had set up then the herald loudly proclaimed to you the command is given o people to you the command is given o peoples nations and men of every language I mean you could basically yeah this can be uh hmm what is declared to the facebooks and twitters and and uh, youtubes and very interesting then the herald loudly proclaimed to you the command is given o peoples nations and men of every that at the moment you hear the sound of the you have to help me out with this yeah I'm going to say this with me at the moment you hear the sound of the horn the flute the lyre the trigon psaltery bagpipe and all kinds of music music i've underlined yeah i've underlined this section <laughs> let's continue reading and all kinds of music you are to fall down and worship the golden image that nebuchadnezzar the king has but whoever does not fall at verse 6 it says but whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire hold that for a moment yes please process it because in this modern age i don't know if we process such things this is not uh, this is not special effects this is uh not an empty threat yeah that uh, furnace of blazing fire is as famous as ovens are today yeah sometimes we don't realize yeah you know how famous a microwave oven is now yes You know how famous it is if somebody told you microwave oven you know you'd be like yeah you can get it down the street this furnace of blazing fire into which human beings were thrown was like that if you were in that time you used to converse with somebody furnace of blazing fire yes down the street yeah okay but whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire <coughs> and today 
Will they will be cast into the midst of a furnace of being rejected by their peers and uh, slandered and uh, considered uncool and uh, considered uh, enemies of society and yeah, furnace of blazing fire. And verse 7, verse 7, are you all there? Verse 7, therefore at that time, hmm? therefore at that time when all the peoples heard the sound of the And all kinds of music. All the peoples. Huh? Nations. You know, I find that in this scripture, that there is a very, uh, yeah, the Lord is revealing something that one of Satan's favorite tools is music. That music will transcend language. Even a Malayali will be Dancing to a tune that he does not know the language. Shariyalle. Case in point right now. Yeah. Whatever that Tamil song is or Tamil or Andhra song, whatever that song is. They have no clue what it means. Same thing was happening with us for decades. Yeah, we are uh, dancing to tunes that we have no clue what's going on. But check this out. All peoples, nations, and men of every language, what do they do? Fall down and worship the golden? Okay, now I want you to know that when uh, it's beyond just music, it's also about um, media, it's about uh, the art forms, it's about um, yeah, the world's culture itself, entertainment, everything is, yeah, is in here. Very interesting. I want you to think about that. All the peoples and nations and men of every language fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. <clears throat> For this reason, verse 8, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charges against the... They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You know... Hmm. Don't be surprised. In fact, it should happen. Charges are brought against the Christians. Verse 9 says, They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound... Isn't it strange that the scripture repeats this over and over and over? You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, come on, help me out. By now it should be like, uh, yeah, saying your second name. Yes, whoever hears the sound of the horn, flute, say louder, come on. Lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews. <clears throat> there are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Were there other Jews at that time? We can think about those things. 
namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and anger gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king. Now what did they choose? They choose the God of Israel. They choose that at the cost of their life, they choose the peace of God. They choose to walk pleasing in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be encouraged. If you have made those kind of decisions, the Holy Spirit's encouraging you. More. More. These men were brought before, that's verse 13, last part. These men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the moment, you hear the sound of the... What? Come on, let's do it together. The horn, the flute, the lyre... Trigon or trigon, psaltery and bagpipe and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast in the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there that can deliver you out of my hands? Thank you, Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. didn't call any lawyers hmm yeah they looked at the face of one who was called king of kings at that time and said we do not have to give an answer concerning this to you I mean for a moment you can imagine Nebuchadnezzar is probably am I sitting on a throne am I is the crow is the is the crown on my is it is it there is it see they are so strong in their culture they confuse the others people who counsel together against them don't realize these people are settled praise the lord they are settled we are to be settled you know god brings stability we are not tossed to and fro by every ideas and, and uh, doctrines of men. We are settled by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We do not have to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, a God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. They've answered this question, what God is there who can deliver you? Our God is able. Amen. Our God is able. Yes, He's able to deliver us. Praise the Lord. Do what is right. Yes, do what is right. Stay in the, at His side. Amen. Stay in His culture. The Lord will honor you. Praise the Lord. And He says, but even if He does not, 
Let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, these three, uh, uh, you know, it was a, there was a pastor by name, Peter Kivana, and he, he says that these three, three of them are, are a fellowship. See, they're a fellowship. There's three of them. And all three are of the same mind. Same mind. There is no um, Judas in their midst. All three are of the same mind. They are facing death. They have chosen life. All of them have chosen the life of God. And they are of the same mind. The church is a place where we can, we can come to a, a, a settled place. We are, we are all synonymous with the mind of God. Praise the Lord. Let, amen. They have the same voice. It's like the first century church. One heart and one mind. And there is great importance in that. Uh, it's amazing. Hallelujah. May three, you know, we pray there be more names. But like, you look at this passage, let your names be found like this. Let it be found like this. They stood out. They had a culture that was different. They had a culture that was unbending. They were a culture that does not, uh, that does not uh, compromise with sin. Someone say amen. 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 They walk out of clubs. They walk out of clubs. The only reason they go to a club is to change the club. And the moment they realize that's not happening, they walk out. You know, I heard a fantastic testimony. I think that, that was also shared, that was shared by Debbie about Reynard Bonke. I think many of you uh, probably saw that. Incredible testimony. He walked into a club in the night and he asked the, uh, the person who owns the club for just five minutes. Five minutes. It was a club. You know, he had gone to a church and the young people were missing in the, cl- in the church. And that evening he went, he spoke to his friend and asked, where are all the young people? And his friend said, I'll show you. And he took him to this club at 12 o'clock in the night. And he was so moved by burden and uh, the Spirit of God. See, the important thing is the Spirit of God. Everybody says, Spirit of God. See, that's where it's, it's not, this is not a license for us to visit every club. It is uh, for us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Understand? This man went there, he had a burden for souls and asked the Spirit of God, give me five minutes. And he went and he spoke to the, to the owner of the club. <coughs> went to the owner of the club and asked him, um, I would like uh, five minutes. He said, you're nuts. But uh, something happened and um, he gone those five minutes. It was a fantastic testament. I think it's there on YouTube. Do go and uh, check it out. Uh, Yes, or ask Debbie. I I think she'll have a link to it. Fantastic testament. The next day he came prayerfully. He preached for five minutes. You know, he was, so, he was so concerned because he was speaking with the Holy Spirit and saying, why did I ask only for five minutes? What am I going to do in five minutes? You know what the Spirit of God told him? I just need five minutes. Huh? Yeah, I, you know, if God can do creation in six days, this is a piece of cake. Yeah, and... Um, he went there, he shared for those five minutes, the Holy Spirit 
convicted. The place, the atmosphere changed because the culture of the peace of God crushed Satan underneath his feet. Underneath the feet of Reinhard Bonke. He preached the gospel. A year later, if I'm not mistaken, a year later he comes back to the same city and um, he meets his friend and his friend says, I have something to show you. He enjoyed come and then and he went and he drove up to he was going towards his club and and uh, right in front of the club or what used to be a club there's a cross where club got transformed to a church praise the lord praise the lord amen amen similarly here we have shadrach meshach and abednego we do not need to give an answer concerning this we will not worship we will not serve your gods. Hallelujah. You know, I love the fact the Old Testament says, uh, serve your gods. Many times you will see this construction, serve your gods. In other words, there is some uh, financial or uh, earthly benefit. Process church, process. There is some financial or earthly benefit to serving these gods. Temporary as it must, might be, but there is some, some salary received. There's some perks. But we will not serve. We will not serve. Or worship your idol, the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath and his facial expressions were altered. He was fully under the influence of the demons. Yes, his face was filled with wrath. His facial expression was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more. Then it was usually heated. <clears throat> and he commanded, where are we? Yes. To heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He commanded certain valiant warriors. I find this hilarious. I mean, he's throwing everything he can at them. You know what valiant warriors means? They're really quick. They're fast. They're strong. They are the Hussein Bolts of this world. They are the, the uh, commandos of this world. Yes, have you imagined that? Uh, I do not know what their height would have been. But definitely, these are massive men. Yes, valiant warriors. They are the, they can uh, dribble uh, Neymar and Messi and everybody. Valiant warriors. They are, they are um, all, all those things put together. Valiant warriors. He chose well. Heat the furnace seven times. He commanded certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their, in their trousers, their coats, their caps, their other clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been extremely hot, the flame of fire slew the valiant men who carried Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. If you notice, these are the men that laid their hands. These are the men that the most valiant warriors are laying their hands on administrators. If you, if, if you know the difference yeah, in frame-wise, an administrator has a certain frame. A valiant warrior has a different frame. 
but uh, they touched the apple of God's eye. Uh, yes. <coughs> These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace, verse 23, of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. I, I find this amazing. The script, the way it is written, it doesn't, it's like an immediate. The valiant warriors died immediately. What is uh, Nebuchadnezzar expecting? Immediate effect. That's why it says straight into verse 4. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. And he said to his high officials, Was it not three men you cast into the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. And he said, Look, I see four men. Check it out. The only thing to burn and be loosed was their bounds. Look at that. I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth. So who walks with sons of God? Sons of God. Who walks with sons of God? Sons of God. Who walks with sons? Till you get it and you start celebrating it, I'm going to keep it. Who walks with sons of God? Sons of God. Who walks with sons of God? Sons of God. One like a son of the gods. God had great mercy on Nebuchadnezzar. Because hmm? for that few moments, the shackles on him were coming off. Yeah, for him to see the kingdom of God. Like we, like we read. Yes, it's been operative since the day the Lord set this world in motion. They shall be called sons of God. Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He responded and said, he responded. They didn't say anything. You don't have to say anything. The world will respond. You don't have to say anything. You just stay. Your feet set on the path that God has put before you. They will respond. Yes, they will respond. There will be a response. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. He stood up in haste. And then in verse 26, he came near the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm sure his voice changed. Earlier it was, <clears throat> all that. Yeah, I'm not trying. My voice is not yeah, at its premium right now. Yeah, so I'm not going to go there. But I'm sure it's a shattering. So now it's a cry for help. Because all the money in the world is not going to do what just took place. All the power and all the armies of the world cannot do what has just taken place. See, choose. That, choose. Yeah, it's like how the Lord said, I place before you life and death. And the Lord, I think there was a smile on his face. I don't know what was the expression on his face when he said, choose, choose me, choose life. So let that put a smile on your face this evening. If you chose the Lord, you're in the right place. Glory to God, you're in the right place. Don't let Satan fool you. Don't let his, uh, his um, uh, thrones and his principalities fool you. Yeah, You're in the right place.
Hallelujah. You're in the right place. Thank you, Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out. I need you. So we don't understand the tone change. Many times when we are reading the scriptures, we don't understand. There are some ton- tonality changes we need to understand. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar is suddenly from the raging bull, he has become uh, a kitten. What is it recently? I, I was hearing somebody say, he's become a... And you know, he wants to... Yes. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out. Who are you? Nyutwa. Morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is how the Lord operates and He will work in your life. Praise the Lord. He is the same God yesterday, today and forever. Praise God. Just put your eyes, focus your heart and mind on Him. Thank you, Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, come out. You servants. Eh, There's a multiple personality. What is going on here? You servants of the... Of the Most High God. Come out, you servants of the Most High God. And come here. Come here. You know, I have lost count of the millions of testimonies that are similar to this. In companies, in offices, in, uh, in government offices, in um, families. Uh, I, I spoke to somebody this week. He 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 um, uh, he came from um, from a Hindu background. Got saved, and um, in a couple of years, his entire family got saved. He he said his entire neighborhood started to see there's something different about this man. Praise the Lord. He's the same God. He's the same God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He is responding to their stand. Exactly. He's resp- they have become an embodiment of a stand. Praise the Lord. Church, you know, everyone that's, that listens to, uh, listens to us, the, this, this teaching, understand if you stand for Jesus, that is what, yes, the world will at some point call out, truly they were sons of God. This has happened in nation after nation, locality after locality, person after person. Thank you, Jesus. Even the ones that stand here before you. Yeah, our stories are the same. The Nebuchadnezzar said, come. Come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. The satraps, check this out. Before this, it was the, yeah, it's completely changed. See, when the culture of the kingdom of God, yes, if when we maintain it, when we maintain the culture of peace, the peace of God, it will have the effect where God wants it to have the effect. But if we don't, we become sortless. I mean, tasteless salt that's thrown on the road. Praise the Lord. 
and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. Huh? There's a different tune playing now. Praise the Lord. A different tune to which the satraps and the prefects and the magistrates, everybody's got a bow to a different tune for that moment. Praise the Lord. It's amazing. The satraps and the prefects and the governors and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regards to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men, nor was the hair of their head, nor were their trousers. I'm sure some archaeologists might discover those trousers because they still may not be damaged. God has a sense of humor. Nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire. I mean, every time I burn the rubbish at home, I should be reminded of the scripture because I'm flooded with the smell of fire. Yes, fire has a smell. There is not a smell of fire. In fact, one time I had burned some rubbish and I had come back into the house. My wife was, where have you been? She didn't know I was burning something, but she said, you know, there is that smell of fire. They did not have the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, blessed be the God. (laughs) Blessed be the God. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him. While violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies. Praise the Lord. Yielded up their bodies. Yield up your bodies to be instruments of peace. Yield up your, your tongue to be an instrument of peace, the peace of God. Make the stands that you must make and people will call you servants of the Most High God. Violating the king's command, yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Amen. This is where I think a lot of people uh, need to shift gears. Their own god. Their god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive. Praise the Lord. I mean, most of Hollywood would have been destroyed. Yes, I know. Most of Hollywood would have been destroyed. Finished, wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, understand the seriousness of these things. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation or tongue that speaks anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their house is reduced to a rubbish heap, inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be called sons of God. Let's say that again. Yes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen, church. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hello, this is Nisha Dilakosh. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.